0: straight out of Gibraltar, sponsored by Coca-Cola.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Straight out of the Water. It's a mini episode and it's a short one, but one that we're really looking forward to getting on the way. Before we get we'll get on with the show and actually our interviewee, we'd like to thank our sponsors, of course, and we will like to thank it to Kenneth Reed, Coca-Cola, for their kind generosity for everything that we do and continue to do in the DLMS. And they've been a very strong sponsor of, our, of ours for the last five years. So very much thanks to the team down there. At Stephonian speed. So, to welcome our guests on today's show, uh, obviously, if you follow social media, you've seen that his band have actually released a single this week, and it's actually a great single at that. We welcome Robin Fitzpatrick from Thrifty Malone. Welcome, Robin. Hi, David. Thanks for that. So, how are you doing today, Robin? Obviously, the weather's actually a little bit better, so I assume things are looking better.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, things are slowly coming out of lockdown for everybody. Um, numbers are down on, that, on the COVID front. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's looking a bit brighter for everyone. Exciting times ahead. And
1: when the day that live music does return, it will be a happy day for us all, as I say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it really? shouldn't be that, that, that far off now. Yeah, we're all there. So fingers crossed it'll happen a lot sooner rather than later and before we start with the questions and obviously we mentioned the single in particular but obviously how have th- things been obviously with 50 Miller and obviously the sad loss of Neil Higgins has been one to impact the inside of the local music scene but how has it been for you guys to hope the fact that he he did pass away and obviously with all these projects that you guys have
0: in mind and underway i, I mean the the projects aside it, it's you know it's uh, it's been a huge loss for us um you know, it's going to take a while for us to, 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 to get used to it, and um, it was a total shock for us when it happened. You know, he, uh, as I mentioned yesterday to um, somebody, he, he, he was a you know he was a very fit fit guy, and um, it just took him so so quickly. So uh, yeah, we, we uh, myself and the other band, band band members, it's it's something that'll take us a while to to uh, to get over. And it's like I alluded to in the post that we put up yesterday.
1: I dare say the fact that this uh, singles come out and he's actually on vocals will cement his legacy forever. It'll always be there. Now it's like if you want to look at Thrift in the Middle in 10, 20, 30 years' time, his memory will live on. Obviously, with more singles coming on the way as well, which we'll get to talk about in a bit as well. But it's his legacy will never be forgotten. The fact that his uh, recordings are still available and the fact that he did actually uh, put his voice to many other tracks that maybe have been already recorded
0: and, and you know sadly um, he it was one of the things he wanted to have a song with his voice on it recorded because he wanted something to leave for his family you know and, and sadly we, we didn't expect that to come to, to fruition as quickly as this, but you know in hindsight so so glad we we, we got to record him um, unfortunately henry street is is the only song that that, that we got to record him on but um it was probably for him uh, one of the most important because it was his first one and one that he, he had a hand in with uh, creating a melody for it. Yeah, it's
1: a, it, it's a very bittersweet moment, the fact that obviously, like you mentioned, and obviously I didn't know, that there's only one track with him um, performing and actually doing the vocals on. But it just, I, I think, as saying say, the fact that it's bittersweet, but at the same time, it's great that you actually got to, he actually got to do this before he unfortunately passed away.
0: Yeah, it is. And I said, it it was something he was very excited about and it was something he was pushing along. I mean, we don't, uh, we spend a lot more time uh, with the last 12 months um, accepted. We spend a lot of time gigging and rehearsing. Uh, We don't spend that much time um, recording. Uh, So, yeah, it's, uh, there's a couple of songs in the pipeline now and we'll probably start to record those again in a couple of months, but we know we're not in any massive rush to, Release uh, lots of songs, but there's certainly lots in the pipeline. I dare say, um, and, I, and without putting words into
1: your, your guys' mouths, mouths but um, everything that happened before his, his passing away, the fact that we, and without shooting our own horn or anything, but the fact that we did a gig together, which was something we always spoke about, we are very glad we did that at Vote Nelson's at the beginning of last year, just before uh, COVID stri- uh, strikes, and obviously before the first lockdown. Then, obviously, we were able to. I just say, since so you you guys get voted in and be, perform at the Gibraltar Music Festival, so you playing the same festival as Finnbar Fury, all these things. It's like everything happens for a reason, and it's great that it happened before he passed away because he would have been. He was just as ecstatic as a little kid. I would say when all these
0: things did come to fruition. Yeah, much like the rest of us, um, you know, playing at GMF was a, a huge honor for us and something um, we we're very grateful for. And yeah, the the gig at Lord Nelson for the um, for the Musician of the Year was probably one of our last gigs uh, in twenty twenty because we were heading uh, we were heading into St Patrick's Week um, with gigs lined up as we always had at that time. You know, four or five gigs over one long weekend, and then yeah, fourteenth of March or around there—that's when everything shut. Um, and so yeah, uh, but we were lucky to uh, when things eased uh, in August September. Uh, we were lucky to have uh, three or four gigs um, at that time. So again, um, we were able to gig with Neil um, more recently, and and I said again, rehearse as well. It's a great. Uh, like I said, like I said before, everything happens for a reason.
1: As sad as it may be, but as like we mentioned with the recording of Henry Street, the fact that his legacy will never be forgotten is is phenomenal. As I
0: say. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah, and uh, the the fact that we've got him on the song, you know, is something that we'll always treasure. So tell us a bit more about Henry Street, as to what the song is about in particular. Well, the song is, uh, when I originally uh, started thinking about writing the the song, I I had Neil in mind to sing it, because, um, you know, he was, uh, when we we released Six Hours Down the Road... um, uh, he loved, like the rest of us do, he loved hearing that played on the radio and he loved it. Uh, and I knew that he was itching to uh, to sing an original, so I asked him if he uh, if I could have a go at writing one for him. And I always fancied trying to write an Irish ballad because, um, you know, my all of my family are, are, are Irish. Um, uh, my family on my mother's and father's side are all from Dublin, um, so I, I grew up there for a bit as a kid and um so i tend to draw on things that i know and henry street is a huge shopping area in dublin and it's it's yeah. quite, it's quite historical as well um, and uh, as a kid i used to go onto henry street sometimes on a on a on a saturday with pocket money and uh, we take a shortcut through temple bar um, which is it's, temple bar isn't as it is today temple bar then was just old warehouses and a bit derelict and then from Temple Bar, we'd cut across the Liffey on the uh, famous Hapenny Bridge. And then we'd yeah. carry on from there. And we'd bring us out onto Henry Street. And so, some, still some iconic shops on Henry Street. And the, and, and the travelers used to try and make money on there by singing or selling flowers. And this one young girl, about the same age as me at the time, she just stood out because she had uh, singing this lovely song, but she sounded so sad in, you know, in stark comparison to what she was singing. And just yeah. something I always remembered. So Henry Street just is loosely based on that. It just takes it a little bit further in the fact that uh, they kind of uh, fall in love and they, they meet regularly. But because it's an Irish ballad, it's got to have a sad ending. Um, so, it, yeah, it's ha- the, 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 the the song then leads, leads on to a sad ending. Um, but, yeah, essentially that's it. And then I gave it to Neil um, and he, he played around it for a few weeks then came back, asked me if he could try a different melody. So, yeah, we both said, but they both agreed, he tried a different melody and came, and came back with this really, really nice um, melody, which you hear now on the song. And yes. then um, the rest of the band then put their own unique spin on it. And uh, that's, that's what gave us Henry Street. And we're really pleased and proud of it. And obviously he was so awesome. He played almost every instrument
1: possible, as like I say. I, I remember him being just as diverse. And so not just even being diverse, he, he was just he belonged he was all the time you know it, it wasn't there was no pressure you know it's like um i remember the gig that you guys did at the whole fame which was unexpected to me that you guys were performing down there and obviously then going down there to actually watch you guys perform and then being front and center for the divorce calling gig as well it was he, he just looked so happy every single time it was not just it, i'm not saying that gigs are as high as or anything else it's it just it was like okay this is what i have to do and he just was always so happy to do what he was doing and to go back to the track in particular, like you mentioned, like to have a few weeks and then come back and say, okay, maybe it works this way,
0: just shows you how talented he was, I dare say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quite quite right. And yeah, like, like the rest of us, we, we wouldn't do it if we didn't enjoy it. the gig in. And yeah, yeah, Neil, like the rest, was, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and he, his presence
1: will always be yeah. And, and there and in was something sort of, like if there's no jam, it's, uh, like, it's like we speak about others who from the Lord Nelson's jam, Pastore, obviously we talk about Tony Green and we talk about Clive Yates and we talk about um, Neil and it's those things and the, the, not those particular people who even the, the, the two of them were musicians, but obviously Tony was a love of music, but just to be in their presence and not just talk about music, but just see them perform was a spectacle every single time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, um, they, they, they made a great impact on a lot of people. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I just say
1: the jam and the, the, will always be that, the, the intimacy of it all as well. It's not, it's not just an ordinary jam. You know, It's a family-oriented thing, and I've noticed that, obviously, with Tilly, and we talk about Steve Bees, who's leaving to the UK very soon, but all, all these musicians and you guys and many others, you know, it's that collective and that unity it is. Phenomenal, and it's something that you can't describe unless you see it. And uh, like over the years, I've been grateful enough to actually see it and to see that brotherhood, that sisterhood. It's just phenomenal, you know. Everyone's welcome. There's a lot of laughs, there's a lot of tears because of maybe some tracks that get performed, but everyone's just having a jolly old time, and that's the most amazing feeling every Thursday night at the Lord Nelson.
0: Yeah, I think it's great, and hopefully it'll come come back, and you know, and you know, ho- hopefully we'll have. More than one I know musicians Association of Gibraltar put one on at my wines so hopefully that'll yeah. continue and if the Lord Nelson decide to carry it on then then yeah that'd be fantastic but yeah I think I think we're all agreed that we need to get back to live music as soon as possible once it's safe to do so I mean the most important thing is like with live music right now it's a fact that, uh, apart from the fact
1: that there's been a this global pandemic it's it's it takes you to a place where like even when on a weekday or on a weekend, probably had a lot, really long week or anything else. But live music just takes you to a journey where you no. Know, and so I just say onto a cloud. It's it's something like the cue is everyone. I just say it's you don't have to agree maybe with what they're playing, or maybe you enjoy what they're playing. But when they are playing and they're playing maybe a fair, one of your favorite songs, or even if it's a particular original of theirs that you like, there is no great feeling. And once it comes back, it's gonna be it's gonna be like. Ah, this is why I enjoy it so much. Yeah, I I agree with you there, yeah, once we start playing again. And hopefully, like you mentioned, sooner rather than later it will happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. More than anything else, uh, Robin, obviously, the fact that the single was released on St. Patrick's Day is a phenomenal thing. There is no better day to release a single than, than yesterday. But what are the what are the plans for the for the rest of the band? Is it there maybe a full album, maybe an EP, or we we'll just
0: release them as they go? I think at the moment we just just release them as, as they go. You know, like I said, we've got uh, there, there are other writers in the band as well, um, and there are other songs that we're rehearsing. Original songs that there are probably four or five more original songs that are ready to gig. Um, under normal circumstances, we would we would gig an original song for a, a while for a, a few. A few times before we would think about recording it. Well, obviously, we didn't get that opportunity with um, with Henry Street. Although we did actually gig it twice at the ship um, in September, I think. Um, but yeah, the, the other the other originals we'll probably start to gig. Um, I think we've got one which is which is ready to be recorded. So you know we might get another one out uh, within the next six months. But uh, like, like I said, it took us two years to get this second one out. So. Could be another two years before we get another one. As I say,
1: left is more and intrigue is the finest form of marketing. So if you keep doing that and telling people that you're in the studio or even not telling people that you're in the studio, people will always wonder why there's no activity on a page. And I always say, even with us, like if you don't see anything on the page, it doesn't mean nothing's happening. There could be a lot of things happening behind the scenes. And then once we're ready, kaboom, yeah. here you go.
0: Yeah, and you know, ultimately, people come to, come come to see us because they they like the covers and the energy of the band and the songs that we do, the Irish songs. So, it, it's yeah. something that's something we're certainly going to continue. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, the, the, there's certainly going to be at least another original, hopefully, out in the next twelve months, twelve to eighteen months.
1: Well, we're looking but at it. Sure. Uh,
0: it's not top of our priority. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and a lot to look forward to. So before we we we'll let you go, Robin, there's a lot of things that are happening, aside from the fact that, that there's no live music going on. But obviously there is a lot of activity, as I say, from local musicians, the fact that there is a going to be a local music festival in September coming up. Does the band maybe want to push to perform at that in particular?
0: Yeah, we, you know, we're open to play at, at anything that's put on... Um, generally uh, you know as a local band, um, then yeah of course we'd love we'd love to play that in whatever way we
1: can. And what are you look most looking forward to at the moment? There's a lot of things and we, we can speak about the singers from Rice obviously I, you were one of the judges on Sunday on Sunday on Saturday night. Obviously the fact there wasn't no, all like music but just watching it at the same in real time as the rest of us. What did you make of the competition? Obviously they, over the years I just say it gets stronger. And as I just say this year the competition was quite stiff as well.
0: Oh, you know, it, it, it was, I was really honoured to be asked to uh, judge the competition in the first place. Uh, you know, every single one of uh, the the artists who performed so talented, it's so impressed. Um, and you know, between myself and the other two two judges, we we all kind of similar. It would seem that we voted along similar lines, uh, and it was so close between everybody. Um, but yeah, it, it was just impressive, and and. What Alan and Gina at Rock and the Rock had done to put that on the way they did was fantastic. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's video recorded, um, but they still wanted to give those artists the opportunity to be heard and to, to work around it in such a way. You know, it was an enjoyable evening to see the Rock and the Rock Club uh, full, albeit outside with, with the tables. Um, but yeah, it, it was a great evening. Hopefully next year it'll be back to live again. Um, but yeah, the you know the, the future of music in Gibraltar is bright. Um, yeah. due to by what we saw on Saturday night. I mean, I just say every time
1: the, the, the every time the Singing competition comes around, every year there's probably either one or two people, or two musicians rather, who I've neither never heard of, or the ones or two or three that want to make their presence known. And this year, in particular, obviously we saw Joel Droid, who's new to the scene, uh, James Fulton, who's been gigging quite a lot recently because through the Musicians Association. But so many talented singer songwriters. And uh, the fact as to how much emotion they can put into a song is phenomenal. And it's, not, and it's not even about their guitar playing in particular, it's even the vocals, the lyrics, it's like the melodies. It's like, how do they put this
0: together? And they're so young as well. Yeah. Um, everything, it was, you know, the voices, the, um, the stage presence in a lot of cases as well. And like you said, the lyrics, um, it, it just had all, it was, uh, they all
1: had the all ramp Yeah, and that's the most important thing. Is, like you said, like the, uh, Rock and Rock just letting them, or Alan, Gina. Gina's the name that we're not supposed to mention, like I always joke around with her. But uh, the fact that they gave them the opportunity to you know, say, look, let's not wait till it airs on TV, because it is going to be, uh, be a special on GBC eventually in the next few weeks. But the fact that it was already recorded and they wanted to hear, uh, th- not just hear, but have people here, them sing or perform, because it's been so long since we lost all them, and you can even witness the growth and the evolution in that short amount of time with this pandemic as to how much they've grown as musicians.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we we as, as musicians, we've not we've not had a lot to do in the last twelve months as than practice at home. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been an, an opportunity to do that, I, I, I suppose. But, yeah, the, I've, I've seen a lot of these guys who were in the competition performing prior to that as well. Like you said, a lot of them are gigging already. Um, and I think one or two of them, um, when the gigs happened, uh, I think quite a few of them, as you said, were gigging at My Wine as well, which, which was a great opportunity to, to see new faces as well. Yeah, and that's the most important thing.
1: We seize an opportunity, and they, they're just seizing the opportunity as well. I mean, the most important thing is like, they're, they're wanting to get out there and they're, they're, they're wanting to record it themselves. They're recording, they're recording, writing all these originals in the hope of perhaps recording and, and releasing their music to the world, and it's great. And to see that is there is no greater feeling right now. It's not just the young ones, but even the veterans of the music scene that are giving the time to record themselves as well.
0: Yeah, it's great. Uh, looking forward to hearing a lot of new material in the next 12 months.
1: Yeah, and then that's the most important thing.
0: So, Robin, we're going to let you go. And obviously, obviously
1: there's a lot of things to do. Uh, but we do want to thank you for this short interview. I'm pretty sure we could do a long future one with the rest of the band eventually. And that'll be a fun one to do. And as I say, we interviewed Zuni once at over Fop, which was a spectacle. So we, and we work on, hopefully, more things with off Malone. We can't thank you guys enough for, for always liaising with us and to, for allowing us to promote your music, to promote your gigs. To cover your gigs, we can't thank you guys enough for the support that you give us as well. So thank you very much to, to
0: all of you. Yeah, thanks, and thanks, thanks for allowing me the opportunity to come on and talk about Henry Street and, and Neil and the band. And we we'll look forward to
1: more Thrifty Malone in the next few months. And obviously, not just uh, whether it's a, a, a new original that's going to be uploaded or, or released, but more importantly, we hope to see you on stages very, very soon. Absolutely. So do we. <laughs> Thanks, David. So a pleasure, Robin. And we'll catch up with more interviews, I just suppose, because obviously now we're not doing the regular formats that we, we used to do. But um, we look forward to doing more interviews. We look forward to promoting more local music. And like I always say, and we always say, you get the journalist, if you keep supporting local music, you're keeping local music live. So thank you, Robin. Thank you, Fifty Malone. And this is Henry Street. Hope you enjoy it, guys.
2: I pray to see her smile But the sadness of her eyes lament The sorrow in her gaze It's all a different story To the song I heard her play a green shawl on the floor. I asked of what became of her, and sadly I was told, my sweet Colleen of Henry Street was taken by the cold. It was there I lost my one true love that day on Henry Street It was there I lost my one true love that day on Henry Street It was there I lost my one true love that day On Henry Street.
0: Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode by
1: subscribing to the show wherever you access your podcasts by searching for GLMS Podcasts.